Cool. Thank you so much for coming, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Marina. I run three companies now. LinguaTrip is our main company with 75 employees. I have a second company called Fluent Express where we help people with their English texts where um, native speakers instantly correct your text in English. And I have um, three blogs, which is also like a separate business because I have already like 2.5 million followers. Anyone has seen my vlog? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> awesome, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so um, one is Lingua Marina, where I teach people languages. Silicon Valley Girl is about like life here in Silicon Valley in San Francisco, and another one is in Russian. Um, and today I'm going to talk about lessons that I've learned on my journey from zero to 75 employees. Uh, quick question to you guys. Anyone here is thinking of starting a company? Raise your hand. Almost half. Starting a blog? Uh, I expected more, but okay. <laughs> um, so I'm mostly going to talk about starting businesses. Um, I started my first company, um, LinguaTrip, which had a different name back then because we started it in Russian. Um, I was 21. I always had this idea that in order to start a company, you need to work for a bigger company to get this culture, maybe get an MBA. Uh, but when my, he's my husband now, but we were just dating back then, so we were 21, Dimitri. Um, he approached me in the university, he said, your English is so good, how did you learn it? And I told him the story that from 14 years old, um, my parents would send me to the UK to practice English. He was like, wow, you know the industry, maybe we should start a company. And I was like, no, 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 wait. I need to go work for a bank first, I need to work for a big corporation, I need to learn how everything functions, and then we're gonna start a company. And he said, okay, but when you do that, like 10 years are gonna pass, and who knows, like when time passes, when you're in this corporate culture with all the salaries and all the benefits, you grow up, you get a family, like it's harder and harder to start a business. So the lesson number one that I've learned, start right away. If you think that an MBA would give you a bright idea or teach you how to make a business, 90% you're wrong because a lot of MBAs, they end up in the corporate world and you know, without getting any good ideas. So I would say if you have an idea, start. it's not like I'm, I, I wanted to do an MBA. I'm gonna talk about it later. Um, but again, if you have a bright idea, I would start acting on it now because ideas don't cost a lot, your action is everything. Listen to your gut and stop worrying about a retirement plan. The first call I got after starting a business was from my grandma and her question was, who's gonna pay for your retirement? You're not making any money. I was like, grandma, I'm only 21. Uh, and uh, don't worry about that. But you know, those thoughts started coming in and then my dad was like, oh my God, you're starting a business in Russia? That means that in three years, you're gonna end up in prison. <laughs> um, but you know what drove me those days? We've already started a company. We've already had two clients. They came back from their, from their trips and they told me, wow, my English has improved dramatically. I saw uh, different opportunities and this is what drove me, uh, all of those reviews. And I realized I want to continue. So all of the prison fears and retirement plan fears just uh, faded away. Lesson number three, be ready to work for free for at least a year. Because some people would start a company and uh, they would expect some profits in two months. Uh, we made our first profits uh, that we reinvested in the website, which is like $300. Um, and uh, I lived off $100 for the first, 
I would say four years. So it's a lot of investing. And this is why I told that the earlier you start, the better, because you don't have those obligations towards your family and stuff. Um, but yeah, if you work for free for at least a year, uh, there's a good chance you're going to continue, you're going to grow because 90% um, of businesses fail in the first year, unfortunately. Another mistake that a lot of people make, um, they invest a lot of time into building a product and they're like, oh, in order to, you know, uh, drive it out in the market, I need this finished product, I need this platform. So my idea with LinguaTrip was a booking platform for the whole study abroad industry. If I didn't roll out anything before that, I wouldn't have known that there is a demand. So what we've done, um, we paid like, I think it was like $100 to a programmer to code the page and just to test that the demand is there. Because yes, you can code for years, you can invest hundreds of thousands of investor money or your own money and then end up on a market where there is no demand. So start as early as you can. Once you start, you're gonna get some money, you're gonna get some coders. And if your core product is a platform, like in our case, um, never outsource the coding. Because you're gonna end up paying a lot more money to agencies who are gonna charge you for fixing bugs, charge you for adding extra features. But if you have a co-founder who's dedicated, who has equity, then it's a lot, a lot easier. Then fundraising. So basically, um, 2013, uh, we decided that we're gonna move from an offline company to an online platform. We had enough money to hire a developer. Um, and then we realized we need to raise some money because in 2014, the Russian crisis happened. Russian ruble lost like 50% of its value towards the dollar and people stopped traveling. This is when Dimitri had to get another job to support us because we were still living on $100 and we had to pay our um, new co-founder, our CTO. Um, so yeah, he got a job and we started fundraising. And when you fundraise, you hear a lot of no's. And you know, when we got our first no from, well, it wasn't the first no, but it was like a first no from an accelerator. We got a no from uh, Y Combinator. And it was a huge letter. You know what we did? We tried to, like, we actually replied with a huge email. You know, you're wrong. This is wrong. What you mean is wrong. You didn't understand a business, blah, blah, blah. They never replied, of course. <laughs> this is one of the mistakes that you shouldn't make. Like, only pay attention to what investor says. Either it's a yes or a no. If there is like a reason behind no, 90% well, is generic and doesn't have anything to do with your business. Just don't pay attention, move on and pitch more people. Because um, it takes around 50 meetings to hear the first yes, um, because we heard 50 no's. Um, the hardest moment in my startup career was when I was um, standing on a similar stage in Russia, we had a lot less people. We had like, uh, I don't know, 50 investors um, in that, conference and I was pitching LinguaTrip and uh, there was a Q&A session and an investor stands up and says, hey, you know, the best thing you can do right now is shut down your company because we had a similar company in our previous batch and it failed. And I was like, I'm standing on a stage and I don't know what to say because I cannot just tell him, hey, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, and I was like, and the tears started coming to my eyes and I was like, okay, thank you for your feedback. Uh, but that brought me down a lot um, and that was like, yeah, one of the hardest moments. But then the bright moment happened in about like maybe a month. We got introduced to 500 startups and I was talking to Purnima, who was a mentor back then. And uh, it was 3 a.m. in Russia. I was sitting in my pajamas in the kitchen because it was the LA time, the, the meeting. So 11 hour difference. And then she, t she tells me how she just came back from Chile. She was learning Spanish there. She couldn't find the right school. She had to go through TripAdvisor, call the school. And I knew I'm talking to the right person because she understood the problem. 
And um, in two days, we got a letter from 500 startups that they invested, uh, they want to invest $100,000 in our company. And imagine how much money that was for us, like living on $100 a month to getting $100,000 investing in the company. But yeah, that happened after all of the things that I've told you. Something that keeps me going, like still through the hardest parts of business, are clients' reviews. And uh, if you've already started, if you have some reviews, print them out, stick them somewhere where you can see them, and in the darkest moments, just look at them, because this is the goal, this is why you're doing business, this is why you started everything, you're helping others. Another advice uh, from Marina as a blogger, uh, start building your community today. Like, if you can post something from this event, if you can write a Facebook, like, whatever you've learned, just one idea, share it with other people. Because having a community sol solves so much problem. Like, if we want to roll out a product, I just talk about it on my Instagram or YouTube, and we see how people react. If they don't react well, we just don't launch it. So, um, you know, if you even don't have an idea for a company, start building something around you, because it's going to... Uh, make everything so much easier. Hiring, marketing, everything. Lesson number 10, at some point learn to delegate and as the earlier you do it, the better. My advice here is to give your employees a chance to make a mistake, but give this mistake a value. So what I tell them, you can make mistakes that are worth $200. If it's more, you come to me for an advice but you come to me with three proposals, like how you're gonna solve the problem. Don't just come to me with a problem because uh, it's not gonna work. Um, and this uh, gives you a lot of discipline and your employees as well. Um, and yeah, uh, a lot of us are immigrants and hiring teams remotely is great. So we're 75 people uh, and we have people in San Francisco, LA, Boston, uh, London, Russia, Ukraine, like everywhere. And the key here is setting the right KPIs and having good heads of departments. And I never talk to all of the 75 people because I'm gonna go crazy if I do that. I only talk to heads of departments, they have their KPIs. Uh, and you know, numeric values make everything so much easier. Even like prioritizing the task, like how much does the task cost? How much uh, money is gonna bring us? Even like bugs, uh, how much money does this bug uh, take from us? One more thing about blogging. Uh, sorry, there, there was a slide, I think I skipped it. Um, if you wanna start a blog, um, give people value. Like, nobody cares about your dog in a nice filter and nobody cares about you in a nice dress. Yes, sometimes they do, but mostly they care what they get from you, what kind of value is that. Um, so, uh, if we're talking about Instagram, text matters a lot. Like, if you're posting a picture from this event, uh, tell them what you've learned. If you're making a video on YouTube, they don't care about production. They don't care if you're filming with an Alexa camera, a red camera. They care about personal stories. Um, so, share that. Um, international growth. Um, our clients come from 86 different countries, and uh, that happens thanks to YouTube, because yeah, when you have like 2.5 million followers internationally, clients come from everywhere. Um, if you are trying to build something internationally, I would let it grow organically and then figure out which country is the most active and then start investing into marketing, because sometimes people are like, oh, we're gonna go to China, uh, like Uber, <laughs> they invest so much money and they fail. Have some organic growth um, and then um, figure out if you wanna invest in that country. The last, but the most important lesson, you're doing everything uh, for your happiness, for the happiness of your clients. You're not doing it to get depressed. You're not doing it to wake up every morning and feeling that uh, you wanna go back to bed and do nothing. 
Uh, everything we do in life is for us to be happy, is to make people around us happy. And this is something that I've realized uh, in December last year, uh, which I should have realized a lot earlier. But my resolution for this year is to enjoy every single process in my life. If I don't enjoy it, I either delegate it or I stop doing that at all. Because if I do something that I don't enjoy, then I'm wasting my energy. And if I invested that energy in something else that I enjoy, then I would get 2x, 3x more results. So this is something I want you to take away with you from my today's talk. Thank you so much. Uh, it was great talking to you guys. And we're going to do some Q&A in the end. Thank you. when they knew they were going to succeed with their current business. Anyone who jumped in. I can start. I think for me was actually um, testing the product myself. Uh, when I was 14 years old and my parents sent me to the UK to study English, the day I arrived uh, I tried to speak English to people but I didn't understand what they were talking about, they didn't understand me because I spoke Russian English, but then by the end of two weeks I got some British accent, uh, people started to understand me and I really saw the progress and when I came back to Russia I would tell like all of my friends, why are you going to this vacation to Turkey or Egypt? Like invest a little more money and go to England and brush up your English. This is when I realized like people just don't know there is this thing. And uh, I knew if they had a chance and went there, they would realize how powerful it is to travel and learn. Hi, my name is Laura. Um, I think, I don't know if it's being an immigrant or a woman or maybe everyone um, has hard time asking for help. So I was wondering what is the biggest help that you received that you were so glad you asked for? Maybe especially at the beginning of your journey. Um, I'm going to do a non-business example, but it was so influential for both me and uh, my followers. So New Year, I think it was New Year 2017, I shared a resolution uh, that I wanted to sing with my favorite singer who is like number one singer in Russia, millions of followers and stuff. And I was trying to work on a plan because I'm not a singer. I was trying to work on a plan how to get on the same stage with him and I couldn't figure out anything. And then he had a concert in LA and I was like DMing all of his team, no one responded. Um, so I just, um, uh, during the concert, um, I just came to him and he said, can I please sing a song with you? He was so confused, but he was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and I sang a whole song with him on the stage and we recorded everything and then I shared with my audience and people were like, well, Marina, if you could do that, I could do anything. <laughs> and that was so inspiring for everyone because everyone uh, before that, they'd be like, it's impossible, you won't be able to do that. But yeah, just go ahead and ask. Sometimes weird things, amazing things happen. Thank you ladies so much.